Hello and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball for Saturday, June 4th, 2022. Uh, we've got the whole gang here. I'm Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer, Josh Bennett, and Chris Feeney. Uh, we are going to, this is going to be our last weekly podcast of the, of the season, so we're going to kind of recap the whole season, um, including the, uh, the rather successful run Indiana had at the Big Ten Tournament. Uh, Indiana went 2-2 two and two at the Big Ten Tournament, uh, took the, uh, the number one seeded Maryland Terrapins to, um, to extra innings, 11 innings to be exact, twice, lost the first time, uh, but won the second time, eliminating the Terps from the Big Ten tournament. Um, and then uh, Indiana got to play uh, uh, at, uh, what was it, 11.53 p.m. local, uh, which would have been 12.53 p.m. Uh, here in Bloomington. Uh, against uh, the, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights did run rule Indiana in the middle of the night uh, to end their season. But uh, just a, overall, uh, a, a beyond uh, expected performance for the Hoosiers uh, in Omaha, which is one of those things that we'll touch on. Um, but we're just going to kind of touch on various things for the season. Um, just talk about what we're thinking about. Uh, since we haven't heard from Josh in a while, we're going to go ahead and hand this over to Josh to get us going. Josh, what are your thoughts right now? <laughs> so I'm, I'm the guest on the panel, right? I mean, it, it feels like it at this point. It's been a while. Um, well, I'd say my, my thoughts on the season. Um, I think if you'd asked me that two months ago, it'd be a little different than, than where we are right now, uh, the way they closed out the season, you know, getting hot aside from that hookup or uh, hiccup, um, and Iowa, you know, really the last big 10 series. And then the run that they made at Omaha, I mean, you've got to be pleased. Like you said, the, they've got the number one seed play them twice and, and Hey, they win that first one in extras and, and the performance they got from Bremer, the second game, Hey, they're sitting in the, in the driver's seat, you know, two and in that, in that bracket. So, um, very encouraged with the way they closed out. It was a interesting season for us, for sure. Um, but you know, the transfers that came in Downs, Ellis, uh, Perkins, um, Glasser, those guys showed leadership and played at a high level all year. Um, the returning guys, you know, Bobby and Jesse were rocks all year long. And then the way Ty and Reese pitched towards the end of the season, you know, really, I think helped set up their push to make the big 10 tournament. And then what they did obviously in the tournament and then the freshmen all year um, up and down the line were amazing, especially corner infields, Mathis or uh, Tibbetts and, and Pine uh, just outstanding defensively uh, and offensively. And then, and Matheson in the outfield, you know, what led the team in home runs tied with home in home runs, I think the way it ended up. So just very encouraged with the way they, they developed over the season. And I think they were peaking at the right time. And that was a good thing to see. Cass, what do you got for us? After those first couple of weeks of the season, if you would have told me that this team would turn it around, would write the ship, would make the big 10 tourney and beat expectations in the big 10 tourney, I would have been thrilled. We came into this knowing it's a completely new face team, a mix of transfers and, and freshmen. And we've seen it time and again that freshmen, particularly at the plate, crash and burn about midseason. Uh, the scouting word gets out on them and, and they're pretty easy to pick off a little bit. And so 
we saw occasional slumps out of the freshmen, but nothing all that big. They always got their way out of it and, and they never really had, none of them had that freshman crash and burn. That this is probably the most resilient group of Hoosiers we've seen, uh, at, at least in the last decade, to, to do that with such a young team of predominantly freshmen and sophomores like that's that's insane and and sets us up well moving forward chris what do you got for us well i mean if we're looking at the whole season as a big picture it was um obviously disappointing because we're looking at this team as a regional team always right that's the expectation is that's what we always want and the way this thing started, it was like, you know, what's going on? What's happening? The pitching, the hit by pitches, the walks. Why are we losing games 17 to uh, 16? <laughs> so, I mean, big picture, yes. I mean, it was disappointing. I'm not going to lie. It's not what we are accustomed to. It's not what Indiana baseball is. You know, we shouldn't uh, <laughs> be like, oh, please, let's get into the Big Ten tournament. And that's what we were doing. I mean, it was fun because we wanted to get in, but that's not us. So big picture, disappointing, obviously. Um, but when you start to break it down and you look at it in a different lens and you look at it at the way this season happened, right, where we had a whole bunch of freshmen that shined, right? We look at the Big Ten uh, freshman of the year. I mean, we have most of them, right? And then you look at the Big Ten tournament and you look at the last, I mean, throw it Iowa, but the last month of the season where we were rolling. So, again, big picture, is it disappointing? Yes. When you shrink it down to a different lens and you see how these players developed and how most of this team was based on new faces and young, you know, and freshmen, you have to be encouraged for next year. But, you know, as the season ends, it's, it's disappointing when you look at it as a whole. No, I, I hear what you're saying there. Um, for me, what I, I actually go back a little bit further. I go to the last month of 2021 um and to the points that some, that some of you have made before uh, specifically what Cass made which was the because it really wasn't just the freshman it was a lot of the team uh took a nosedive offensively in the last month of 2021 correct um, oh absolutely the whole thing fell off yeah so you basically look at an offensive program um, so they, I, they're, they're, you know, looking objectively at the, at the time that, you know, coach Mercer has been there, obviously did great things with that veteran group in 2019. We're off to a great start with that group led by Dunham in 2020. They got cut short. Um, and Richardson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go into uh, 2021, you know, in which, uh, with with a couple of exceptions, Richards Richardson being one of those. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably Richardson, and then Houston was 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 a, a nice uh, uh, positive there at the end. Definitely. Um, but then again, you look at two positives were both leaving. <laughs> yeah. So one was graduating, That's one true. was uh, one was moving on uh, to, to the professional ranks. So got drafted. Um, that. Uh, you know, the, that offense was a real concern. And yes, we knew about how great the, uh, the recruiting class was, but this season, you know, showed what 
the uh, what the hitting program uh, under Mercer and Simmons is able to do uh, really shows what that group, what what that leadership is able to provide, and the fact that this truly is what it's been advertised as, which is this is a solid pro style um, hitting development program. Um, that it, that one of the fears I think that we had was that it would take a, a whole bunch of time for it to ramp up. Um, but they've shown that they can take really good talent and ramp them, ramp, ramp them up pretty darn quick. So to me, that shows a lot of positives. Um, we were not expecting, based on the, the bullpen performance that a lot of these returning pitchers had, we were expecting the overall pitching performance that thrown in with the we, we we thought they'd they'd have a way to be able to 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 cover the innings, um, and as we've discovered, there were clearly issues there, especially early on uh, with the pitching. But again, encouraged that uh, while not perfect, we saw very large gradual. They were very gradual. But we saw those strides over the course of the season that led to having. Uh, really three phenomenal pitching performances from this team in the big 10 tournament mm -hmm. and um, really only one set of real troubling performances there um, you know, in that last game against a really good offensive team in the, in the literal middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so overall to me, that shows offensively the, the, the development is there that pitching wise, They've got the ability to do it. And then you take, you know, the leadership that Mercer has with the rest of the group. And, you know, I'm projecting that, that they're going to be able to, you know, solve the, the issue of, of pitchers that can cover innings um, and then develop them to be successful. And as long as they can hold on to the core of this offensive team, I think going back to expectations of, you know, annual regional performance, I think is, is warranted going forward. Yep. I mean, it would have to be. I mean, this is what we're talking about. I mean, it might not feel like it, but it's been about 10 years, right? You're going to go 13, you're going to go 12, I mean, 12 all the way to 22. You're talking about a decade of expecting a regional and then to not have it for a couple of years in a row. It's this point. Yeah. I mean, but you only put expectations where they should be because what if has happened before. Anything in particular about the Big Ten tournament uh, you guys want to discuss? No, Brammer. I mean, Brammer was just oh, so yeah. clutch to, to step up like that when we needed it the most, to give us hope that possibly we could win a couple more games because we didn't have to touch the bullpen. It was really well, impressive. Well, and Sharp and Tucker, too, for – far outperforming innings wise, pitches wise, mm -hmm. anything they had done all season. Uh, that's what, uh, when Reese went, it was like, okay, is anybody going to top him this, this tournament? And then Bremer steps up. He's like, okay, is anybody going to top him? And then Tucker throws some of the best stuff he's been throwing all season. And it's like, okay, well, they absolutely were ready to go. hundred yep. percent. Definitely. Yeah, and to the point that uh, that that I asked Coach about in the uh, in the post game there was that he had specifically talked about how pitchers whose profile is to throw a bunch of pitches low in the zone they didn't think would match up well with Maryland. 
And that's mm -hmm. why they put, they tried to go with Kraft first um, before going to Tucker. Since that didn't work out, they went right, went right to Tucker, but Tucker managed to not have that problem. So no, not at all. And part of no was, problems. Yeah. Part of that was that they said that, that Tucker was able to mix in a, a fastball high in the zone. Um, and I think that helped him along the along the way. So, I mean, it was going to take a hell of an effort after losing an extras that first game yeah. Yeah. to even have this thing happen. Right. Yeah. But you know what? We gave a hell of an effort. And then it just took, I mean, obviously, Madugno didn't have it, and it just got out of hand at, <laughs> in the wee hours of the night. Yeah. yeah. But I really, it was it was just really fun to see us perform and just step up. You know, it reminded me of the yeah. Texas games and the Texas A&M games, and, you know, mm -hmm. where it was like, you know what? We might not, we're not supposed to do this, but we're going to be the only A team to knock out a one. Yeah. And we're, we're going we're gonna to take this one seat to extra innings. And yeah, we had a guy in loss, but you know, what are you gonna do? But we <laughs> there, stepped that up. That couldn't have ended any other way. Ah, yeah, that was bad. I mean, after you can't go season. a podcast without mentioning that. But after this season, that uh, it had to end that way. The worst. But you know what, though? We had baseball games to watch. And how many times this year did we not? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would be like 10 to 2. And we're like, oh, maybe the bench dog didn't get his first hit. And we're like, we're trying to make up reasons to keep watching. These were baseball games. This was fun. Mm -hmm. We we represented the program well on a big stage. Yep. I agree. Uh, yes, a very big stage. Uh, it was, I, I, I very much enjoyed being uh, in Omaha for the week. Um, the, uh, it is an amazing facility there. Uh, that, <laughs> is, that is quite a place. And of course, you know, without Nebraska there, it was uh, with the exception of the one, one of the Iowa games. Uh, there was one Iowa game where they really did bring the, their crowd out. Um, uh, it really, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, fan presence there, uh, but it was interesting. They were almost running it like a dress rehearsal for the College World Series. So that was it, you, it, all of the elements were kind of there, just without a bunch of fans there. <laughs> hmm. uh, so it was a, you know, it was a very neat facility. Um, I got to do uh, a, a one pre-tournament and three post-game sessions uh with the uh, in the in the in the big media room they have there so that was that was interesting to do and uh hotel interview too yeah and it, yeah uh, yeah we did that on the uh yeah i got i got the uh i got the team to agree to that on the uh the rain day was, oh. oh my goodness did it rain it rained for <laughs> it was, and it was on the radar it was like this one thing of rain that just basically just stopped Art. and hung over Omaha for 36 hours. Uh -huh. it was oh. just relentless. You did a great job with that interview, though, man. It was yeah. really oh, yeah. came across really well. I think it represented the kids really well and, and the way you handled it. Really good job. And I'm still not convinced they're freshmen by how composed they were during that. Yeah. They've had they've had to grow up quick. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, been yeah. uh and yeah, that was it was it was it was a it was a neat it was neat to get up there. That was a nice place, the, the Hilton that they were staying in. So, oh yeah, uh, views of the outfield, right? Yeah, and then that's so cool because it's well, this is the second floor, so they were they were on the second floor, but even still, it's just, I mean, it had to be great to to be within walking distance of the field. So, oh yeah, yeah, but further up though, you could see the games. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's a uh, yeah. It, it, all of that was just, it was just really high, really nice, high-class stuff. Uh, just a great facility. Um, not, not a bad seat in the house. We, we went all around. We sat, we watched some games in the outfield. Um, we did both sides. You know, we went to the, we went under the shade and we went down low. 
did we didn't go up we didn't go up into the upper levels but uh but it was just it was it's a really neat place uh boy the guy that they had doing the i don't know if he if he's local and does the college world series but the guy who was doing the whole uh the video board announcing and trying to rile up the fans and doing all the fan contests and stuff. That, <laughs> that guy was juiced the whole time. Nice. Even, even for that Indiana Rutgers game. I mean, oh, he's God. just like, no. Scarlet Knights, let me hear you. Hoosiers, let me hear you. And there's like, At you know, two in the morning? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was, he, he never let up. He was awesome. That's great. Oh. That's great. Good for him. Yeah. That was insane. Uh, what was it? Lightning delay at three a.m. our time. Oh, yeah. was, oh, I cussed. I uh, cussed loudly. Never did I think I would have to uh, Google a lightning gif at three a.m. Well, just about it Twitter. was. It was one strike away from being technically a com- uh, a full game. One strike away, and I'm like, oh, really? Now, come on. Now I will say that the uh, um, let me see here. Uh, so I will, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just just it was a it was a fantastic weekend. I think it was a good representation. Um, getting to see a lot of good baseball, um, and just like you said, Chris, just seeing uh, Indiana fight and compete in all aspects of the game, mm-hmm. uh, the whole way, um, including defensively. I was actually very yeah. with what Indiana did defensively. So. Uh, and, and doing it on natural on a natural field, which is not what they're normally accustomed to. So, well, I found that interesting from Pine that he he was so strongly in favor of the natural field. Yeah, well, just yeah, you don't get the high, you don't get those hot those those really high choppers that you that you right. see on turf. I mean, and, they, they, and, they, and that play, you know, saved the game. I mean, he was yeah. able to throw out uh, with the bases loaded, man, to throw out a runner at home. So. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was it, it, it was it was overhaul. So Chris, uh, um, you are my doing all the red belts this week. Is that the plan? I thought that's what we had said. I mean, I'm okay. sure I can come well, up I'm with ready. some on no, the fly, re- but you were no, in the I'm building. Ready. I'm ready. I, yeah, I was in the building, and I definitely have my thoughts. I mean, I um, definitely saw every pitch of every game, but I mean, you were in the building. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, it wasn't all that hard. Um, the, uh, the Joey Donato award, well, the uh, all tournament team. And that was Bradley Bremer complete game, yep. um, which was big in so many ways, uh, elimination game. And of course, Indiana's seen this, like you mentioned, Chris, a couple of times in recent years. Um, but we can even go back further to how big in tournaments in the 23, 13 year, uh, there were two massive complete games uh joey donato's in omaha <laughs> in that yes. same building mm-hmm. um but also uh and this was something they brought up in the media and i and I, it's weird that i didn't immediately think about this because it was the game that 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 sold me on indiana baseball was will corson Carr's mm-hmm. performance in the big 10 tournament <laughs> yep um so you, you really which was a you know the championship game in in 2013. You know you talk about how important those those are, but in this case it more reflects what you were talking about, Chris, which is those elimination games when you've been beat down into the losers bracket, and you're in a position in which you have to save arms in order to be able to at least win one more game, and that's what Bradley right. Bremer provided. Um, and you know he he had all of his pitches working. It was just 
it was just he, he he was just awesome and you could see it there in the in being there in person it was especially and, and afterwards talking to him I and mean, it's just he had his confidence there and he was he was feeling it and he got had all of his pitches working so that's and you, could, Joey, and you could even see that in the interview as well you could see the confidence and and that was a little lacking early in the season when yeah. we talked to him previously you could see the difference just talking to him well, that's why when I when I went to look up for that tweet about Milto and Stever, it reminded me of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it's I know it's not NCAA tournament, but this being the Big Ten tournament and us obviously not getting on that large bid and knowing it, yeah. it was it was uh, elimination, you know, game, and all three of them threw complete games. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's Joey Donato Award. Um, the uh, Alex Dickerson award for hitting. Um, I didn't dig much into the stats because in the end, a two out RBI <laughs> with the bases loaded. Say to, it, Carl. Who got to it? Beat, to beat the number 10 team in the country and eliminate, be the first eight to eliminate a one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Josh Pine. That's Damn. just, I mean, it, it doesn't get more clutch than that. And the fact that he continues to do this over and over and over again. Like a savant. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy is unbelievable. I mean, so the point that I'm always thinking is like, okay, we've got a situation with, uh, you know, with him, with him on deck. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we've got one out runner on third. It's like, you know what? I'm not even all that upset if the guy strikes out. It's like, no, no, just let Pine do it. <laughs> we'll have Pine up with two outs. It'll be fine. <laughs> guy's a beast. <laughs> um, so that's, that, that's that one. Um, defensively i had to give it some thought um just because there have been so many good good ones um and and you have to talk about pine um in in this mix because the one we just talked about that 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 chopper that he managed to cut off and then throw home to get uh, the lead runner at home um he also had a ridiculous throw where he was he was beyond third base and yeah. managed to get it and then even then you know you have to talk about Tibbets Tibbets because Tibbets has been a machine there and yep. and even if that ball doesn't make it in the air he finds a way to catch Ooh. that ball yeah yep. <laughs> um, all of that together um, but again uh, I had to be a little biased because I was I was only 15 feet away when Tyler Downs caught that ball he oh, ran yeah he ran yeah. from second base to the wall yep. <laughs> to catch that ball and there's and a lot of foul ball. ground in that stadium yeah yes, it's, like, it's not like we're talking huge. about it yeah but but he, you know he also just just luckily happened to do it 15 feet in front of me <laughs> he literally was 10 feet off of second base when that yeah. ball went in the air yeah 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 well and i did i did go back and watch the replay and it was yeah. even more impressive watching the replay yep. But the catch itself, I saw literally 15 feet in front of me, and it was it was phenomenal. Um, but that wasn't the only great play he had. He had that uh, that in the first game, which we in Indiana didn't win, but he he got the game into extras by uh, extend. Well, I think extended it in the tenth to the eleventh uh, with that liner by catching yeah. that liner. That was yep. oh, that felt like a broken uh, bat base hit to me. Obviously, it's a metal bat, but you know, from watching baseball, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that yeah. felt like a broken bat base hit game winner. Yeah, and it looked a little bit more. The hit looked more impressive in live than it did in the replay. You know, it looked like a line drive in, in live. Not on TV, mm-hmm. bro. Not yeah. on TV. I know. I know. I watched. I watched the replay, and I was like, "Yeah, that." 
I'm telling you live, it was like, Oh, that was going through. And the, and then he caught that. I was like, Oh my goodness, Tyler. Just but even, that. even on TV <laughs> with it feeling like a broken bat, it still yeah. felt like it was going to get to the outfield. Yeah. So oh, I was killing me. I'm so like, I'm, not going to win like this. Yeah. So I'm including both of those and just, you know, Tyler was a machine and he was part of turning double plays, which, you know, haven't, hasn't been great for the middle infield this year. Uh, you know, not making mistakes, but not quite turning it. And they managed right. to turn a couple this, 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 this weekend, all those together. It was like, Tyler's like, he knows it's his last collegiate season. It's his last collegiate go round. And he was like, he was going to make sure they were going to keep going on if he had anything to do with it. Uh, so uh, what a great cap off to, to, to the, to a fantastic year that Tyler had uh, uh, and coming in, in his one year and, and being, in all facets, the leader of this team. So uh, just tip of the hat, Tyler Downs for, for what he did. So that's the other red belt goes to the, the, uh, the, the Butler red belt goes to Tyler Downs. We have all made our eight picks for Omaha uh, for the NCAA tournament. So uh, we were going to, uh, to share all of those. So Josh, why don't you get us started? Okay. Um, well, we're, we're recording this Saturday evening. And I had Gonzaga, who luckily got out with their win. So I almost had a pick for my World Series out before we even recorded this. But we locked <laughs> we locked into them early, so I wasn't going to cheat that. But uh, they're still alive. But okay, so I've got Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, Gonzaga, Stanford, Arkansas, Miami, and Oklahoma State. Um, I heard Peterson on the radio say Feeney was talking about how what an overwhelming favorite Tennessee is to win this yeah. year with the betters. And yeah, their record, I mean, what single digit losses is just incredible. But I think he said that it been like one time in 40 years where the number one overall seed has actually won. 1999. Is that what it was? It's the last time it's happened. UCLA. Okay. Yeah. But we're not picking them to win. We're picking them. Just to get yeah, no, I know. So. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to yeah. go out there and, and say that um, Oklahoma State is going to be my champion, even though we weren't required to do that. I'll go out there and say that just because, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> it does seem like their catcher isn't going to play. Tennessee's. Yeah, who's a big time bad for them. They haven't announced what it is, so that could alter the odds or whatever. But when the tournament came out, they were the biggest favorite since 1999. Yeah which was the last time the number one seed won. That's the thing. You take the one seed, you feel like you're taking chalk, but actually you're taking an upset because it never happens. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the other thing you said was they have seven seven guys starting that have double-digit home runs and one guy coming off the bench. Ah, they're out of control. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how you don't win with what their pitching is and that, but, you know, it, it, it probably won't happen, even though it should. Kentucky right. beat them in a series. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's baseball. It's baseball. Yep. Chris, what do you got? All right. For my Omaha eight, I'm going to go UCLA, who's already in the losers bracket. But again, we filled this out beforehand. LSU, who took a crazy comeback to even be in the winner's bracket right now. Arkansas, Texas State, Oklahoma, Ball Five, Texas, and uh, Texas AM at Texas and Tennessee. And then for my uh, for my finals, I'm going to go 
Arkansas over UCLA, Tennessee over Oklahoma, and then Arkansas over Tennessee. I, I honestly did not look too much at this. Uh, mine is fairly chalky uh, this time around. Of course, Tennessee, we all had, I, I'm pretty sure we'll all have had that one. Nope, I did not no, have Tennessee. You didn't have them for Omaha. Okay. Ooh. Uh, no, I'm uh, predicting Notre Dame, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I I toyed with that, but no, I the year Tennessee's having, I'm I'm not picking against them. Uh, who else do I have? I've got Stanford, uh, Oregon State, Virginia Tech, Louisville, LSU, Arkansas, Texas, and I have not Boo. even thought further. Boo beyond to that. Louisville pick. Boo. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that they were a pretty strong uh, number 12 overall. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, let, yeah. Let, let's pick Louisville. Pick someone on that side. Boom. Yep. Hey, I, yeah, I did no. it too. I've got, I've got <laughs> Louisville getting to Omaha, but going two and a Q in Omaha, which is what they always uh, do. Yeah. They get there well, and they, they go do, two and a Q. And they do that anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got Notre Dame yep. as. as <laughs> Uh, upsetting Tennessee uh, in a super. So um, uh, East Carolina, uh, Louisville. Uh, Boo. <laughs> uh, though I have, uh, with Josh, I have zero confidence in this now, Gonzaga. Nope. <laughs> For the other bracket, I've got Stanford, uh, Arkansas, Arizona, and Vanderbilt. Um, Go San Diego. As I said, so so yeah, San Diego will always find a way to, to mess with me. So yes. but come on, if they That's knock the out if they knock out some people, we got to put them on your good side. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Uh, yeah, so so they're they're starting to get there after 2018. So, uh, <laughs> um, so uh, overall, I've got uh, in the finals, I've got a final series between Notre Dame and Stanford, with Stanford coming out on top. So, and my my reasoning on this is simply. I'm sorry, Stanford, most impressive team I've seen so far. In, Everybody I heard that went out to Round Rock said they were, they looked the part. Yeah. So, and then, then, then it's like they, they all kind of dis- they disappeared for a few weeks. And right. recently they've been playing up to that level again. And I said, if that, yep. if the team that we saw at Round Rock, uh, and if, and, and also if, if Notre Dame gets hot and manages to upset Tennessee in the Super, put all yep. that together, Stanford's national champion. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. They were hitting bombs today, boy. They were hitting balls. I think one guy hit an ice cream truck. <laughs> I'm telling you, go back I mean, and look. I think the guy hit an ice cream truck. The truck was parked like 40 yards past the home run wall. But I mean, just the relentlessness of their at-bats. Yeah. It's just they did not have a bad plate appearance that entire game. It was the best I've seen offensively. And the athletes so, they have. Yeah. They got some big fellas. Oh, Chris, you'll be happy to know Michigan's up seven two on Louisville. Yes, that's what there I you go. You, you, you don't have to boo. You don't have to boo for me. I thought that was appropriate to throw in. <laughs> the last time I looked, I think Louisville was up two to one. They were. So, I right. like it. I All like right. that update. Is Carl, Michigan... get us back on. Get us yeah. back online, Carl. Okay, come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the picks. Uh, or just we're just throwing those out there because you know everyone does that. So, I mean, again, you'll hear from us. Uh, a, 
occasionally throughout the season. Uh, we'll keep you posted on what we what we hear, what we find out, and maybe we'll have some folks to talk to uh, over the year. Um, it's also what coming up on the 10th anniversary of the College World Series team, so we might have some content related to that as well. Um, so we we really do appreciate. Uh, I was looking at the stats and uh, iubase.com's. Uh, 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 hits have been going up gradually over the course of the season, so that was uh, that was good to see. Uh, kind of peaked there uh, the uh, well the day that uh, it was it was clinch day for the Big Ten tournament. That 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 was the that was the biggest day of the, of the year as we were <laughs> update trying to constantly update on whether Indiana was going to make it, what the scenarios look like. <laughs> yep. um, but uh, again, thank you for paying attention, for listening, watching the podcast. Uh, for viewing the site. Uh, we do this because we love it, but it's it's g- great to have an audience and to have uh, people paying attention um, you know, who, who, who love uh, Indiana baseball, yeah, even if it's to have conversations that were not so pleasant when things weren't going well. Uh, you know, we, we, we really in, enjoy following this team and being involved in following this team. Uh, and we will uh, continue to do that. So um, uh, that's all I've got. Uh, anything else we wanna discuss folks? Maybe just to touch on uh, Pro Bowl Hoosiers, David Welch on Twitter. They do a great job with our alumni. Uh, if you want to follow them on Twitter, you can get a lot of updates. I do the best I can as far as putting it on our uh, Twitter handle, but really Pro Bowl Hoosiers and at David Welch really uh, define what it is to follow the alumni. Yeah, I just say, hey, it was a interesting season. Something new for all of us to go through. For the, I mean, it feels new. Um, but hey, yeah, now's the now's the time where we look forward to the draft and see what's going to happen there, and play the waiting game with the transfers in and out, and and look forward to fall ball. So and maybe follow oh, some summer ball too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely do that. But yep. yeah, look look forward to recharging over the summer and then. Uh, you know, getting it going in yep. fall ball. And honestly, all of you showed out too. Uh, there were a lot of really good days where the, where it got up to almost 2000 fans at the BART, mm-hmm. uh, set a home opener record for attendance. Yep. So that was something that was set this year. Um, but you're right. You know, every, every series with good weather had good attendance, including the last season series. So even, even with it being, you know, a challenging year, uh, fans came out and uh, yep. we just obviously want to, to keep that growing and, uh, and, and and let people know what a great experience being at the party is. Tell your friends, tell your family. Let's let's get some more people there. Uh, I have a lot of very positive uh, vibes about what uh, what what's going to be brought based on what limited information we have now. I'm feeling very good about what the what the 2023 uh, season for this Indiana Hoosier squad is going to be. Cool. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, so just keep track of iubase.com and our various uh, social media uh, throughout the throughout the off season, uh, and and uh, ball ball will be here before we know it, and at that point we will see you at the bar. Thank you.